Hi, I'm Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead. Public and community radio were very important to our early development. They continue to be a source of inspiration and information. They also serve as an important vehicle for many of our pet projects. I subscribe. I urge you to pledge your support. Thank you. Just played a set of Grateful Dead covers and threw in Jerry on behalf of community radio. We've got Roger McNamee joining us here on the radio. Hi, Roger. Hey, David. It's a great pleasure to be on K-School. Thank you. Thank you. following Jerry. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And I threw that in as a surprise for you because you're on the board of the Rex Foundation, which is the Grateful Dead's charity arm, if you will. And what I want to thank you on behalf of K-Squid. The Rex Foundation was one of our earliest contributors to our frequency expansion, which allows us now to broadcast to Monterey, Salinas, and Santa Cruz throughout the entire Monterey Bay. You being on the board, that gives me a chance to officially thank the board of the Rex Foundation for being one of our earliest contributors. Thank you. Well, Rex is an amazing institution, and as someone who's been a lifelong deadhead, you know, the notion that I would ever be involved with any of the band's activities was something that never occurred to me. And then by a series of lovely accidents beginning in 1998, I got invited to help them deal with a bunch of uh, of issues that were left when Jerry died. And you know, basically trying to keep the business going well enough to keep all of their employees employed. And that's when I joined Rex for the rebuild of Rex. And uh, it's... Uh, it's something I'm incredibly proud of. A great job and, and a heartfelt passion. And and you mentioned uh, the big surprise in your life. Uh, let, let me ask you, going back, what was some of your earliest concert experiences that kind of led you well, on this I path? Mean, I j- David, I just passed the 50th anniversary of my first Dead show. So I was one of the 600,000 people who were at Watkins Glen. International Raceway in July of uh, 1973 for an all-day festival that was full sets from the Grateful Dead, the band, and the All Brothers. What a, what a great and date that is! I was I'm 17 wondering. years old, and I will tell you that was a life-changing moment. I, you know, I'd seen the Allman Brothers before that. I had not seen the Dead or the band before that, but those were my three favorite bands. And you know, I've been I've been a Deadhead. You know, my, I have older brothers, and they were. Um, big fans of the dead beginning in 67 or 66 and uh, they uh, they they trained me well yeah well and, and and you and me both I mean it's a heartfelt passion that that era the San Francisco the music and well, and the and lifestyle and the culture the fact that the that the culture and the vibe are still with us is astonishing you know, um, I was reluctant when Fair the Well was announced to go because I couldn't imagine that it would be able to reproduce the, yeah, the thing you. that I love so much about dead shows. But what was incredible was that, you know, if you're in the audience, it absolutely did. And, um, you know, I got dragged to the second show in, in Santa Clara, uh, sort of against my will, and had the time of my life. I, just imagine this. I got invited. They gave me a pass to sit in the friends and family section. And I'm wow. there with all the guys who basically are Jerry in the best Dead Tribute Band. So John Kadlicek and uh, Barry Sless and Stu Allen and, and you know, a whole bunch of the great bass players from Dead Tribute Band. So we're all sitting there together and wow. watching this thing. And it was so special. And, of course, 
you know, Dead and Company and Phil and Friends, well, in the various incarnations of Phil and Friends, have just done an amazing job of essentially creating an umbrella under which, uh, you know, hundreds of great Dead tribute bands play. Yeah. You know, whether it's J-Rad or, or uh, Dark Star Orchestra or Cubensis or, you know, uh, Jerry's Middle Finger. And, you know, the great thing is Moon Owl's a band that plays psychedelic soul, but we all come from that thing. That's and right. so in the days between every year, we basically masquerade as a dead tribute band. Last week we played at the Oakland Coliseum for an A's game where we did, you know, it was Jerry Day, and so we did an hour and 15 minutes of Grateful Dead, which we absolutely love doing. And we've recorded, so people, you know, use Spotify or Apple Music, you can find some of our Grateful Dead recordings in there. Uh, our, we have a new single uh, that is Addicts My Life with the T-Sisters singing the vocal in the most angelic possible way. Uh, we have a, a, a version of Uncle John's Band I'm incredibly proud of. We have a version of uh, a Bird Song, which we have not released yet, but which we play in all of our shows. And, uh, you know, that music is, that music, but especially that community. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. That's, that's, to me, that's what it's all about. And, you know, the world didn't need another, didn't need us to be another dead tribute band. But when we get the opportunity to do that, we love it. Yeah, because that's what it is. You've picked up and kept the spirit going, and, and graciously, oh. there's a lot of bands keeping the spirit going, as you just mentioned. Oh, well, that's but, right. But and Moon Alice is definitely one of those bands. I just want to get that in on your behalf. We chose to do it around the five, right? Yeah. It's this notion that we've given out a poster at every show we've played, which is now 1,350 posters in 15 years, and, you know, where we have you know, a real sense of humor to what we do. And, you know, we really have tried to build a community with our fans. And frankly, with the larger community in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, to try to make sure that the spirit that informed the music scene in San Francisco in the 60s is alive and well in 2023. And I'm delighted to report that it is. In fact, it's going to be at, uh, at the Felton Music Hall on Saturday, Saturday night, night, which is why we're coming down to your neighborhood. Well, I, what I want to say is say amen, somebody, for everything you just said. And I'm glad you even mentioned the posters. You're really keeping the spirit alive. I mean, that's what the Fillmores used to do back in the very beginning, making the posters and and, uh, and uh, other ballrooms, uh, not just the Fillmores, making posters, keeping artists and, and poster makers and the musicians and the crews that served those bands and the crews that got the uh, uh, concerts uh, and the sound up and the light shows. So all of that, you keep it going. Oh. You bring it back. And if people are curious, you know, one of the things that we do is we live stream almost all of our shows. And uh, if you go to moonalice.com, you can watch any of them. But this afternoon is special because at 4.20 p.m. this afternoon, we're going to uh, broadcast a show that we have not had available in the past uh, because we're making a live album out of it. And the album will be released on Friday. But you can watch that show, which is what the the album is based on, uh, on moonalice.com um, this afternoon at 420. And it'll remain up afterwards, so you don't have to watch it live. But if you watch it live, there's you know there's chat and all this other stuff where you can engage with the other fans. And um, it, it's a show we're super proud of because it was from Hardly Strictly Bluegrass last year. 
And, you know, that's such a great event. It's such a classic San Francisco event in Golden Gate Park. Totally. And, you know, we, uh, we just had, it was such a privilege to be able to play on that big stage for that really, really large audience. And, uh, the, the sound in the video just came out so well that, you know, we're putting it out as an album and, uh, and you can, you can get a little version of what we're going to do on Saturday night at the Felton Music Hall. Right. So, so for those people listening, we're talking to Roger McNamee of the Moon Alice Band, who will be at Felton Music Hall here in the Santa Cruz area on Saturday night. And we're talking about at 4.20 today, today, Thursday, going to be a premiere of a brand new album streaming at the moonalice.org website. And no, moonalice.com. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm in this nonprofit world. Uh, moonalice.com website will be streaming at 420 today. Releases tomorrow. The band will be here in the area Saturday. Uh, sorry, I walked on you, what you were going to say there, Roger. What's up? Well, it, it, the thing I would just say to everybody, we've, because of COVID, we haven't been, we've played one show last year at Felt Music Hall. Normally, we've been down there two, three times a year. Yeah. And the key thing about the band, this is what I think makes it different and fun and part of the scene. Starting in 2019, Lester Chambers, who was the original lead singer of the Chambers Brothers, joined Moon Alice with his son Dylan. And they brought with them the psychedelic soul sound that was pioneered by the Chambers Brothers. So right. time has come today, people get ready. You know, so many really classic songs. Let's get funky. And we also added the T-Sisters, who are uh, three sisters, identical twins and their older sister, uh, who sing tight harmony. And by putting those vocals on top of the jam band sound, we created a sound that you haven't had, which is, you know, that combination of really strong instrumentals, but with amazing vocals. vocals. And so think imagination. You know, it's Barry Slass, who plays with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers uh, as a lead guitar player, and he's the music director of the band. John Molo, who was in Bruce Hornsby in the range, but then was in The Other Ones, and Phil and Friends, he's the drummer. Pete Sears, who was in Hot Tuna and Jefferson Starship, and played with Jerry back in the day. Uh, he plays bass. Um, our regular keyboard player is uh, Jason Crosby, who of course played with Phil and Friends and Bobby Weir. Fabulous uh, And Jason's player. out with Jackson Brown right now, so Danny Eisenberg will be playing with us, as he does uh, sometimes when Jason Got is it. away. Got it. Um, and you know the uh, and you know it's 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 a really fun scene. It's a positive attitude and a positive vibe. And then you know we yeah. carry forward Lester's philosophy of life. You know, which is love, peace, and happiness. Love, and peace, that's and happiness. Really our shows just embody those three things from beginning to end. I, I want to jump in and reinforce everything you said. I've followed your band. I've seen your band. I've listened to your band for, for many, many years. I think this new version of the band is just keeps getting better and better and is really exciting. And a lot of people don't know the T-Sisters, but that vocal harmony uh -huh. of those three sisters, it reminds me of the Pointer Sisters. Only, only bad analogy, but in a great trio it, it vocal actually, with a psychedelic band. Clear. Yeah. I totally disagree. I mean, we do a Pointer Sisters song now because of that. Perfect. So Lester and the T's do uh, Yes, We Can Can, yes. which was a classic Pointer Sisters song. And and the thing is, you know, we do our own arrangement. We turn it into a, you know, our kind of music. But, you know, the ability to play that kind of stuff. And, you know, we do uh, 
um, You're All I Need to Get By, which is one of the classic Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell songs. And, you know, the thing is, those are songs where you don't think of them as having, like, you know, you don't expect guitar solos, right? <laughs> um, and that's what we can bring to these things. We bring vocals that are, you know, absolutely what you would hope to hear in a song like that. And then you get all kinds of surprises when the bands play. That, that's right. You know, and a couple other band names. I, I think I saw the Pointer Sisters with the Elvin Bishop Band at Fillmore Winterland. I think it was the Fillmore way, way, way back. And what and that's bringing that psychedelic soul and what the Pointer Sisters brought, like the T Sisters bring to your band. And then it reminds me of Sly and the Family Stone. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's what you're bringing. <laughs> yeah, we can only dream of that kind of association. But that is, you know, that is such classic San Francisco music, right? I mean, the right. Chambers were from L.A., but they played as much in San Francisco as they did in L.A. Well, I think that and was San Francisco Sly, band, sure. Sly, yeah, exactly. And Sly was obviously, you know, totally a San Francisco band, and, you know, the Tower of Power was a San Francisco there band. You so, go. you know, and George Clinton, San Francisco, right? So, you know, funk has a huge thing. And the Chambers Brothers, when they came along, that was pre-funk, right? So they were doing soul, and they went with the psychedelic thing. Right. And then they made the pivot, you know, as as uh, uh, Sly began to have right. real success, they made the pivot and added a lot of funk to their music, and we do that too. And uh, let me just tell you, as a musician, it's so much fun to play that kind of music. Oh, I bet. And if you're in the audience, the, when the band is having fun, that's a really good oh, time. To you be you you got you they you get up and get them dancing. I mean, that's that's the yeah. music to move your body to. You can't sit still. Well, well, and the thing is, we have played literally dozens of shows in, in, in Felton, and we have, you know, the, the venues had multiple names in the years that we've played there, and we have always had just such a warm welcome there and played some of the best shows we've ever played in that room. And what we're doing on Saturday night, which is really fun, is we're going to do one set acoustic and then one long set electric. And we've been recording a lot of songs acoustic because... It turns out that playing psychedelic music on acoustic instruments is just inherently a great thing. I mean, if you remember back to the Dead's tremendous recordings uh, from that tour they did where they played in the, at the Warfield and then at Radio City Music Hall in 1980. started with you know, acoustic, acoustic set. Acoustic set, set yes, episode, right. And that absolutely inspired us. And, you know, I say the principal difference is that we play the same thing on acoustically playing electric. So there are long jams on acoustic instruments, which is a really fun thing to do. Um, and, yeah, we've always really liked that. When you have strong vocals, the instrumental thing uh, on uh, of the acoustic instruments really lets the vocals do their thing. And so we'll be playing um, a set of, of acoustic, and it's all, you know, the world's about streaming now, and, you know, folks our age aren't perfectly matched to the streaming world, but it is interesting. The acoustic stuff has done very well there. Well, I remember Hot Tuna pioneered some of that too, as well oh, as the Grateful Dead doing well, it. You bet, and, and they did it. Your, so, uh, Yorma is, was my inspiration to become a guitar player. When the first Hot Tuna album came out, I went, "Oh my god, I got to learn how to play that." And then, of course, Yorma opened his guitar camp, so I became one of his students. Ah, and out at uh, the ranch. At, at, well, initially, interestingly enough, in San Francisco, it was local, okay. and then at the ranch. And then it and, moved to uh, Ohio, to the ranch in Ohio, is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, and, right. and we, uh, you know, he, he became a really close friend. Jack was, of course, part of the very first incarnation of Moon Owls. When we first started, T-Bone Burnett, the great producer, put the band together, and he wanted to create 
a a new kind of psychedelic band. And so initially we had Jack Cassidy and G. Smith from the Saturday Night Live band, Barry Sless, Pete Sears, me, my wife Ann, and Jimmy Sanchez at drums. And to be in a band with Jack Cassidy, I mean, wow. you know, that's, you know, that's, talk about a dream come true. Yeah. And uh, we've had the pleasure as Moon Alice to back up Yorma uh, several times. Oh, what and, a great uh, show. Love and to, to play see. whole shows of his music, which is just, I mean, talk about, again, dreams come Dreaming true. Dreaming come true, yeah. I well, I mean, the thing is, the, the music business is a disaster at our level economically right now. It's, you know, people have a lot of choices that, you know, that uh, it's, it, you know, it's super hard to, to make a living doing it. You super do it because hard. you're passionate about it, because it's That's really right. important. And you want to bring a community together and share. And, you know, for us, that's enough. It's really enough just to give people, you know, three hours of well, love, you, peace, you, and happiness. That's what you, you, the Moon Alice Band is bringing it. I want to remind our listeners we're talking to Roger McNamee, founder of the Moon Alice Band, and they'll be at the Felton Music Hall this Saturday night, uh, acoustic set and then an electric set. I, I just want to throw in one more thing because Lester Chambers is with the band now. And, and when we talk about uh, Psychedelic Soul, that song, Time Has Come Today, was Psychedelic Soul at, at well, its epitome. <laughs> so we had the most incredible experience on Sunday. We were up in Novato playing at um, Sunday Daydream 2, which is uh, the second festival put together by Graham and, and Brian Lesh, Phil Lesh's sons. Right. And, you know, the headliner was Phil with the Terrapin uh, All-Stars. Melvin Seals was there with, uh, with JGB. And so we were the opener. And... We're about halfway through through the set, maybe slightly more than halfway through the set, and I turn to John Molo, the drummer, and all of a sudden I realized that standing right behind John, I mean, not like on the stage, but really right behind him, is Phil Lesh. And anyway, we finished the set with Time Has Come Today, which oh. is uh-huh. an important thing. And it was like, oh my God, I just finished playing a set where Phil Lesh was on stage with us, watching us, and he dug it. It was like, whoa, how oh, cool is that? Oh, totally. You know? I bet. And, it had to and, be. Uh, oh, it's a trip. Yeah. I mean, you know, because when you get to play either with or for your heroes, that's really special. And one of the things about Moon Alice is that, you know, we're real approachable, right? And, you know, the our fans are all, you know, they're... It's part of the deadhead experience. The fans are part of the stuff. I would call it the extended deadhead experience, right? Because, you know, we're not going to be competing with J-Rad. We're not competing with Kibensis. We're not competing with with, uh, Dark Star Orchestra. What we're doing is, you know... Totally your own, but carrying carrying the vibe, carrying the culture, carrying the whole thing. Exactly. Roger, we got to wrap it up so I can play some of your great music. And I, and again, I love the new band, love the T Sisters, love Lester in the band. And we're going to play a song that Lester wrote called uh, "Old and Proud," uh, which was your single recently. And then we're going to hear a couple of songs with the T Sisters uh, that you've just put out. So, um, thank you a million for talking with us today. Uh, appreciate and uh, again that the Rex Foundation was there real early on in our 
uh, life as a radio station. And again, telling everybody in the audience, Moon Alice is going to be at the Felton Music Hall this Saturday night. Don't miss it. We're going to listen to the new Moon Alice tracks right now. Thanks, Roger. <laughs>